And we're back. Make the other thing load in again. We're back. Um, this is the question and answer session with Abdiwak Johannes and Fastcart. If you haven't seen the episode where we talk about expectations, um, you know, for 315, you know, should you come back for 315, 314, and, you know, you know goods and bad to 314, uh, go up there first. Click that link if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to on podcast, just go to the previous episode and uh, listen, watch that first, then come back here. If you're watching this live on Twitch, just you can go back in live playback. It's a, it's a wonderful live playback. Okay, I'll be back, Paul. I'm, I'm going I'm to watch it. We'll, we'll I'll watch it because you didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's get started with the question and answer session where people ask questions in chat live and we try to answer them as best we can. Uh, all right, so let's start off with Gin and Tonic, who asks, what is the name of the purple storm wall? There are two. There's Finley, and then there's Francis. I believe uh, yeah, like a Finley... blue and a purple one, right? Yeah, I think the blue is Finley, and the purple is Francis. So. Aww. I that, Paul. <laughs> he's he's, he's I, the galactic historian, man. I, 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 I observed way too much lore. That's how this works. <laughs> love it though seriously okay yeah. like one little aside like when i consume media like i consume it like hardcore so like uh i've been watching my name is bife for destiny 2 i watch uh vati vidya for um uh, dark souls but like when it comes to star citizen boss shelly's the man like you can you can listen to that stuff and like fall asleep like it's, it's just it's just the best it's just the best so, I was just saying it's Paul for sleep. That's what you're saying. In the best way possible, but that also sounds weird. Uh, I was just I was gonna say, you know, the checks in the mail there for you, Abdi. Um, <laughs> thank you for the show. Yes. Uh, uh, no, I, I've heard that multiple times. People say like my content is is. I think what, it, what they mean is that they like to put it on the background, like like this. Like mm -hmm. you, who's listening to this right now. Yes, you stop working. Take around, look at the look at look at the 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 screen. You're okay. Double check around, make sure your boss isn't there. Thank you for listening, and thank you for watching. <laughs> now go back to work. Um, every time me, I do that's that, for me on Monday. <laughs> yeah, every time I do that, someone always comments like that caught me off guard. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's like, I, I literally stopped and looked at the screen when you said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, people are doing quick chat right now. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. Next question comes from Maverick 23434, who asks regarding the unannounced ship mentioned during ISC that had issues with its ex external mechanisms and a large amount of artists working on the interior. What do you think it could be? Let's start with you, uh, Fastcart. What do you think this unannounced ship is? Um, not exactly sure what, what, what they're mentioning. The unannounced ship mentioned during INSC. Oh, this I remember this. I I Go think ahead. it's like Raylan. The Raylan? That's just me. That's announced though. But he, is it unannounced? Is it question? Yeah, the question is, is, is it unannounced because it's unannounced ship? Not on the roadmap? Or is it just not on the roadmap? Right. And if it's, uh, if it's I, that, then I feel like it could be the Gatok because it's like, it's got so much modularity to it while it's like landing and stuff like that. And from its interior, 
it looks like it's got like some very unique assets that like are not RSI, you know, are not anything that you know ship style that we've seen before. So I feel like it looked like kind of a large lift to me. So maybe that. Okay. What do you think, Fastcart? Uh, yeah, I, I I try to stay away from leaks and stuff like that so maybe the people already know but I, I i i'm not sure but i just posted in discord in one of the, uh, the one of the orison trailers that they did that they put out yesterday there were a bunch of ships or a couple of ships that i did not recognize from um uh, from, from from before or, or they look like they could be whole series, but they're they're not like the concept that we've seen before i i put it in discord you see it hmm. Yeah, I see. see it. It, are you talking about the larger structure-looking things, or yeah? Okay, I wasn't sure if those were part of like an orbital platform or something like that, or they if they like were a, like, part of a station, or if they were a ship. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell with those. I think they're part of the station. There's some other ships yeah, in there in, as well in, that are also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it, it might not be the Gatak. I don't know. I was just like thinking of what ship that I kind of know about that would look. Like it had a lot of modularity and uniqueness to to its design, but if it's something new, I have no idea. I mean, like I I, I can't even. Yeah, um, the, I don't know how to speculate. Thing, the only thing I can I can speculate on, and I know there's probably people who are going to type in the chat in the chat or type in comments. Well, I looked at the the leaks, and it's this this and this, um, and I always caution that because for the longest time. Um, they were saying that there was going to, the leak said that there was going to be a gunship that was called the Odin uh, that was coming out in the near future, an RSI ship. There was an RSI gunship, but it was called the Perseus. And that's because they likely changed it at the 11th hour. It was under the, the work name Odin and then it got changed. So people make assumptions based off of names and based off the information they can get. Like, for instance, that there is some sort of um, Anvil capital ship, which is going to be worked on. It's, a, it's part of the leaks. It's called the Longbow. And so people think it's going to be a carrier because they have the arrow and then they have the Longbow. But it's really hard. Like, we don't know that because they've also said that the 400i is coming out for years and it still hasn't come out yet. Not to say it's not going to come out, but there's those issues as well. So Didn't leaks, they call that like X-Wing fighter thing the Scorpion for the longest time too or something like that? They called it a light fighter. Yeah. They called it the Scorpius. They called it a light fighter. and, an, and Scorpius. Like, yeah. Um, and it had but, a different name. Wasn't it some kind of, was it like some kind of spider something? Uh, no, I called it a Black Widow. I called it the Black Widow. You called uh, it the Black Widow. Oh, yes. Okay. I called it the Black Widow because that was the, the name of a heavy fighter that was in competition in lore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's another point. It's like I called it Black Widow and it wasn't necessarily uh, that. It was based off of my, my own kind of research. So don't make assumptions entirely based off of those leaks because they could also change. Um, so what I think that is going to come out, that it could be, it's, it could be the, based off the description of it was having external mechanisms and a large amount of artists working on the interior. My thought is the last ship that we were, we've been missing from the 2018 Citizen Con, the one that won the vote in the 2018 or 2019 Citizen Con, the a refinery ship because we've got that sh the that 2019 they had uh, people vote on what they wanted to see there were four ship concepts there was a ground mining vehicle which we got the rock 
There was the Tavarin Light Fighter, which we got, which is the Talon. The Xi'an cargo ship, which we got, which was the Gatak, the Rillin. And the last one that actually won that was a portable refinery ship, which we still haven't gotten. The Orion? No, it wasn't the Orion. No. It was a like a medium-sized refinery ship. Oh, wow. Okay. So like something the size of like a freelancer up to like a like a star starliner. Not starliner. Interesting. Uh, oh. a, a star runner. So the, more, so the morale of the story is, if you want a ship, don't vote on it, because you'll you, you, yeah. you, you, you get the one that you don't want first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's that's likely one of them, because there's actually three, for those who don't know, based off of what they've said at ISC and they've said on the, the roadmap, on the, on the roadmap and on the, um, the monthly updates, there's like two or three unannounced ships that they're working on currently. So we'll see. Um, anyways, let's move it on to the next one, which is Ferric Fear, who asks, how's everyone doing on the table today? Oh, well, great. Man. I got a baby on the way, man. Like any oh, day congratulations. now. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you, you told me that. Yes. You don't look you know, so well. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am. You just can't <laughs> keep from the bottom down. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. No, no, no. My wife, uh, yeah, my wife is, uh, I don't know if she's watching. If she's watching... What's up, Autumn Raven? How you doing? Say hi to Panini for me. That's not her real name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I'm having a good time. That's good. Uh, all right. Good How are you, Fast Cart? I'm doing well, thank you. I was under the weather a couple of two days ago. Um, I ate something that didn't agree with me, but I feel uh, much better. I, I felt like death, death that day, but I, I, rec I recovered. My throat is still, still kind of rough. I meet myself at the time I, I want to cough, but uh, otherwise, um, I'm good. That's good. Yeah, I, I, you are a professional, my my friend. You have a, the, 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 the cough. <laughs> the cough mute is uh, that's that's next level, man. I've been doing it for what. Five, six years now, so uh, yeah. I, I, I should I should pick up a, a few things by now. <laughs> Fast card. That's, I've, I've been uh, reminiscing about this and thinking like we've known each other for six years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known you for I've known people in the social community for like seven, eight years now. In some cases, it's nuts. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've known Paul longer than I, than I'm own than I'm own underwear. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's that's the way of measuring that's friendships. My friendships as well. Yeah. <laughs> if my friend's older than the the underwear that I currently have, wow, it must be a long term friendship. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I actually slept. Like I've been having a hard time sleeping a long time, and I actually straight up had a good night's sleep last night. I didn't sleep, you know, but six hours. But that tends to be a good night's sleep for me. Is about six hours. And I was like, ah, I, I slept. I, I feel rested. So it's good. That's it's good awesome, going into this, to the school year being rested. So Yeah. Yeah. How, how long did that normally last? A couple of weeks? <laughs> a couple of weeks. Yeah, usually a couple of weeks. Um, and thank you for that too, Paul, man. Seriously, teachers, uh, teachers deserve more than what they get. So uh, for real, man, thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. Thank you. I, 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 I would... I would settle for better benefits or more pay. One of the two would be, yeah. would be good. Yep. Oh, you, you have to get this guy on the show more often. He's just a kiss up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great after this. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Michael the Arc 42, who asks, What is your pie in the sky 
hope against all hope predictions for CitizenCon. Hmm. I'll go first. Right, I feel like I took it from you earlier, so if you want to go, go for it. I, I was going to say, a Squadron 42 beta release date. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say a um, Hope Beyond Hope is an announcement that iCash is done and that they uh, are doing physicalized inventory in 316. Like physicalized Ooh. cargo in 316. Mm. That would be the Hope Beyond Hope. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Adi? Man... I, I would really just, I would like to hear more about server meshing. I'd love to hear more about Pyro. I don't know. I mean, like, we'll probably hear about Pyro to some capacity. Yeah. But to get some kind of acknowledgement as to, like, hey, we know Pyro's for sure happening this patch. You know, like, we know exactly when it's coming out. You can expect it. And it's not going to be 2022. It's going to be December 2021 or something like that. I don't know. That would be exciting to me. But, um, man, that's yeah. And, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, maybe hearing something about Squadron 42 as well would be um, that's the answer part. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I do think we're going to hear something about Squadron 42. I think we will, I think we will this year. Uh, because we have almost every citizen con, we've had some mention of Squadron 42, if not a, not a, not a display of something from Squadron 42. So, what do you think, Vascart? Uh, yeah, I think we're definitely hear something about Squadron for two. I just don't know what. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, every year they, they do something. I hope it's not another 2016 where, you know, they're working on something and then at the last minute they have to scale yeah. it back. But, but mm -hmm. um, yes, I'm hoping, expecting something from Squadron for two. But I want to, uh, when I add to my, add to my answer, Pie in the Sky Hope, something more about the Endeavor and the Benny Merchantman. Like a, a new concept or some, some update about that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Next question comes from uh, Qpan, who asks, favorite landing zone in the verse now that 314 is live? Morrison? I'm going to say Lorville anyways, just because it's Lorville. Because I like Lorville. Because it's ugly and twisted, and I like it. Oh! <laughs> awesome because it's because it's new, but a new Babbage. Yeah. Also, I I'm gonna I'm I mean I'm not just trying to take your thing, Paul, but like really Lorville. Because if I imagine myself living anywhere anywhere in the future, I feel like I'm probably not gonna have a ton of money. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna be like you know new Babbage like tech guy. I'm probably not gonna be Orison rich guy. I'm probably just going to be like Lorville, you know, walking through Lorville, <laughs> saying hi to all the people like, hey, hey, Reg, how's it going? He's like, yeah. you know, sitting down asking for money and I'm, I take him out for a meal or something like that. Or like, you know, I got my friends and I meet up with them at the bar or whatever. I feel like Lorville seems realistic, although it is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reason why I like it's Lorville like... is because it feels real. It doesn't feel like I'm yeah. living in a, in a like a... Like when you go to New Babbage or you go to all the other landing zones, it feels like you, you feel artificial. Like Lorville yeah. feels like an actual city. Maybe I've area 18, but I don't know. Have you ever noticed that the, the NPCs and this path are like more realistic? Oh, yeah. Because they, yeah. they're not standing on chairs anymore. 
I haven't seen any, at least. I haven't either. Okay, it's a low bar. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, no, they, they've also been coding in a lot of in- interesting behaviors for NPCs. Like, Oh, yeah, you-, you know what? I just remembered. Last night I was playing in the PU, and I get out of my, uh, I get into my hangar, and so, like a NPC walks up to a wall panel, sits down, pulls out a multi-tool, and like legit fires it at a wall panel, and like you can see that the wall panel starts like glowing, and then they put it back, and I was like, did that happen in three thirteen? I don't think they did something like that. I but don't they didn't yeah. actually fire it. They, you know, this one, like, literally there was a beam coming out of the multi-tool, and I was oh, like, yo, what? I think they used a bespoke tool, like a tool that we'd never seen before, and then they, now they're actually using the multi-tool. So that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Could I say that everyone, all the NPCs who are, who are looking, at the, looking at their multi-glass, I think that's a new T-pose. They're just stuck like that. That's a new T-pose. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I and and you know my favorite landing zone that's going to be is going to be um, ah uh, what is it called, um, uh, the main landing zone of of Magnus when that comes out. That's going to be my favorite landing zone when when that comes out, just because that's where I'm going to live. <laughs> no, uh, okay, I'm going to live on Terra or near Terra. Yeah, let me fix your go into a snow a snowstorm there, fast cart. Oh, there you go. Back. There you go. Yeah, I don't right. know. I just I want to get out of Stanton because Stanton or uh, St- Stanton just feels so much like a company galaxy, I guess, or company mm-hmm. system. And I'd really like to see a place where it just doesn't feel ruled by corporations. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's the future that I, I personally want to live in, I guess, like full time. So just getting out of that would be nice. Yeah. When you said I think, snowstorm, I had no idea what you're talking about. I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to see myself on my own screen <laughs> before I figured it out. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from Ionic Gecko, who asks, with the first implementation of server meshing, when the first, with, okay, let me read it again. With the first implementation of server meshing comes online, there will be a good chance that both Pyro and Nix will be released simultaneously. If this were to happen, would it? Uh, what would it mean for gameplay? So, we know that Pyro. Well, we know Go that ahead. Pyro and Nix. I think the question is: we know that Pyro, Pyro, and maybe Nix will come out at the same time, which is great for us who want to get out of Stanton. But does that? What does it mean in terms of gameplay? Will this also add gameplay? So, um, what's the question? I think I think the, the problem means that we can jump to a different system. Okay. It won't be just one system anymore. So how do you think that's going to change gameplay, other than just jumping oh. to another system? Uh, yeah. Sorry, you go go for it, fast card. I mean, I think it'll be more interesting stuff to do because you know it'll be instead of people all congregating in, in, in this one system hopefully it'll mean more, we can have more than 50 people on, on, on one server when that happens okay what do you think abdi i think that along with pyro and nix coming i'd really love to see better gameplay loops come out with with them mm-hmm. or or reasons to be in the verse i mean like I can tell my friends Star Citizen is bigger, but if I can't tell my friends that there's more to do in it, they're not going to be interested. So, like, 
if they have different public events or if they have like planetary uh they so much of this last monthly report was talking about uh uh planetary uh like field meshing or something like that where like mm -hmm. you would actually get npcs on planets like zooming around in gangs and stuff like that so that they know how to traverse actual ground zones and stuff like that on the outside like that kind of stuff would lead to more gameplay like fighting roving gangs and doing stuff on actual planets other than just going to bespoke underground facilities like so i'm excited for pyro nix i would be way more excited for pyro nix if i knew exactly what was coming out with them yeah. and I, I think stuff will come out with them i i would argue okay. i just want to say that there will be stuff added before we get pyro nix by the time right. we get Pyronix, we will have the new cargo system. We will have more fleshed out uh, Quanta systems. We'll have um, refueling, because we know that they're going to have refueling before they add, right. uh, add Pyro. So refueling will be in the game. We'll have salvage. We'll have, and, and hopefully by the time we'll also have repair and rearming. So I think right. by the time this, these come in, because I'm a pessimist and I don't think these, these are going to come in until the end of next year. By the time these these come in, these come in, there will be significant amounts of gameplay being added, and I think the addition of Pyro and Nyx will actually fix some of the gameplay because it'll add in the server meshing. So it's not just right. content; it'll also be or just like locations, but content to do things to do in those areas. So those just to add on to. Oh, sorry. No, okay. just to add on Abdiva's um, point, talk about wanting to bring more friends in with uh, with addition of um, more more planets and more system. The, the other thing, another reason why I, I'm hesitant to do that to uh, to ask my friends who are not already into Star Citizen to come in, because because of the lack of persistence, like everything mm -hmm. that they that, that they work on, the money that they that they that they'll get, yes, it lasts for a while, but there's still going to be a, a silver wipe and, and reset. Stuff like that, so I don't want to get my, you know, non-dodgers and friends in and until until they're like, okay, whatever, you, whatever you, you do now matters. Okay, um, that's just me. I guess I've always looked at wipes in terms of like, I don't know. It it, it kind of reminds me coming from Destiny Two. It reminds me of kind of like that that level being raised. Where like you got these old weapons now, and now the rat race begins again. Yeah. So for me, I've always looked at wipes like you know what, friends, this thing is gonna get wiped. I know that that's gonna happen. Oh, that's gonna be okay because it's gonna give us new things to want to like work towards, or we can we can go about things in a different way than last time. So I'm I'm less hesitant of recommending, uh, or or being hesitant about uh, wipes because of that. Um, but but it's just. T telling them that there's not much to do in the game right now but as you said paul like if if server meshing and gameplay and locations are together which they they will be like that's that's gonna get that's gonna get me in that's gonna get my friends in too um mm. uh, there's a, a couple questions on, in chat like wait why are you mentioning pyro and nix together um there's a theory so this is a theory because th nix isn't planned at all right now other than it's on the the roadmap and people talk about pyro as the next system coming in um the theory is and this is something that i uh, uh, sub, uh subscribe to is that server meshing is taking longer than anticipated because server meshing is taking longer than anticipated 
by the time they get server meshing in, they will have significant amounts of nicks done as well as pyro. And something that adds to that credence, credence to that is this last ISC where they were showing off Nix, the planets of Nix. It's important to remember that Pyro and Nix have no planets that are landing zones. Their landing zones are stations. With Pyro, it's Ruin Station, which has to be built from scratch, so that takes some time. But then you also have um, Nix, which its landing zone is Levski, which we already have. So it needs to obviously get an overhaul and fixed up a little bit. You, you take out the old assets, but that shouldn't be nearly as um, difficult as building a, a landing zone from scratch. It might be as difficult. I don't know that for sure. But if they wanted to, they could easily throw an easy win if just throw the Lesku we used to have in uh, in there and then throw in the planets. It wouldn't be too... It, like They would... They should be at a position where that shouldn't be an issue, if, especially since server meshing is in. So that's why there's a lot of theory out there that, yeah, we'll probably see Pyro and Nixon at the same time. Because the question isn't, can they make uh, systems fast enough? The question is, can they get the backend systems to work to support multiple systems? Because we know they can make, make, make planetary systems. They've done it pretty quickly for a while. So, all right. I have a theory. It could be Rabbit. People who watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer will get that reference. <laughs> I don't watch Buffy, so I don't get the reference. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Jankro, a.k.a. Sin Sa Sinner Savior, who asks, What do you guys think about the future of comms for Star Citizen? Do you think we could benefit from squad-like multi-level comms? Yes. It sounds like the devs are pretty unhappy with comms as it is right now. Yeah. They've talked about that as much before. Um, they want it to get better. I, was it Chris that mentioned that recently? Or or I can't remember who specifically, but I, I figured... Love it, Chris. Like, comms is not where, like, VoIP, and not not just VoIP, but, like... VoIP. Um, VoIP. Yeah, VoIP. Yeah, their, VoIP is just not where they want it to be. Is that I, is that kind of what we're referencing here? And I, I feel like yes. if that's yes, like I feel like at some point that will be a priority, but for some reason it isn't right now. I guess maybe it's because it's working well enough. Well, um, because also people people just use Discord or some <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's well, true. I mean, that's what I do. That's what I do as well. I always get confused when someone starts talking to me in the verse, and I'm like, "Oh God, what's my unmute button?" And I'm like, "Look at how my keyboard." And the person's like, "Hey, hey, you!" And I'm like, "Oh God, do you want money from me? Please leave me alone." And I type in chat. Like, we've we've we found the person that that H C Vertigo keeps finding and bothering when he when he talks in chat. It's uh, it's Abdi. H C Vertigo keeps finding <laughs> Abdi. It's like it's like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> All along. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but I, I think one of the reasons why we don't see it, to be honest, is because um, the, the the order to have multi-level comms requires two things which aren't in the verse yet. Um, organizations and ship permissions. I think once you have the ability to set ship permissions and if you have organizations coming in, then you will have the ability to set hierarchies for a ship or for uh, an organization. And when you set hierarchies, it shouldn't be too difficult to transfer that over to VoIP. Um, and, you know, there's no point in doing that if you can't set hierarchies right now, because it just doesn't really work like that. So, 
But I, I agree. I think oh, multi-level comms is going to be required for larger ships. Just because... I was going to say, I, like, I, I think when, when Idris and... Not Franco. Javelin. Idris and Javelin come, come into the universe, they, 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 then we'll have a, 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 big, a much bigger need for, for the hierarchy and stuff like that. Yeah, which we won't have until Server Mesh comes in. So it's just like, it's just right. not... The game's just not ready for it yet, so... Uh, yeah, it's good enough. Do you think that uh, the ability for the P fifty two to contact the uh, the the Merlin to contact the the Connie um, is kind of like a step in that direction in any way? Because like you kind of have to allow the Merlin to dock, right? Mm -hmm. I think I think it's probably, um, probably a step in that direction. You know, because you, you yeah, have to have permissions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a step in that direction. Yeah. But I also think that. Docking is more important than comms because docking is also how they do refueling as they shut off. So right. it's there's other things too. Oh, the refueling thing in ISC that we forgot about that. Yeah, oh, that's that really, cool. really cool to see. It's nice when like <laughs> you just put something into something else and it kind of works already. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's exactly worked the way we wanted it to. Success for those who don't know. Video game development, similar to theater or, or or TV shows or movies, nothing ever survives first first contact with anything. Like you have all these plans, and these plans always screw up. It's the moment you mm -hmm. implemented them. That lighting doesn't work yep. the right way. The timing and for the blocking doesn't work properly in theater or you know whatever. And, and with video games, the biggest yeah. The, the, the biggest the biggest the biggest representation or example is Red One. Mm -hmm. just think of it like that but with video games you know you build this whole system out yeah. and you put it you put it in place and it doesn't work it just doesn't work um if anyone's built a, a pc before it's like building a pc and then pushing the post button and it doesn't post you're going shit and then you have to uninstall <laughs> yeah, everything and it, and it turns to be that feeling, yeah uh, and then it turns out and, to be that and one if it wire. does work you're like what what's what what why what there's yeah. something weird about this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did that once. Well well yeah, I, I did that. That happened to me with my um my my side piece here. Like I I I could pay someone to 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 put to put it together for for me, but he didn't quite get everything right. So I had to, I had to reset the RAM, and then I, I pushed the put the power button and, and the piece didn't post. I was like, what did I do wrong? I didn't push the RAM in all all the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's that's happened to me too. You just gotta yeah. you go like I clicked, but for some reason it didn't fully seat, so I just gotta just eh, jam it in there a little. I mean, yeah, it's an expensive piece. Hurt. Yeah, I mean, RAM can be expensive, and and your motherboard is expensive. Everything is expensive in that thing, so you don't want to use too much force because right. you're, you're afraid to break something. That's what that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, my um, my uncle uh, was a was a like a very he was an IT guy from like the mid '90s. Like he was one of those first people who were going into corporations that have never seen a PC period, and telling them how to use PCs. And when he taught me how to build PCs, he was basically like, "Don't push, never push too hard because you're gonna break pins or or something." So I've been, I always, I always, yeah. yeah. So I always like, and these days a lot of materials are a little bit built a little tougher because they're expecting for your average user to be messing with them, so they're not as delicate. Um, but I still have that like I don't want to push hard. I don't want to break this. This is a like, yeah. six hundred dollar motherboard. I don't want to break the motherboard. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the point being, like, just like with start with uh with with a lot of other things in life, it's nice to see things 
happen after you plan them because usually they don't work <laughs> and you have to go back and rebuild everything from scratch so it's encouraging as a as a backer to see that that was working too uh all right next question Farrakh Veer asks what mmos have you each enjoyed in the past or now and what features from those do you wish you could have in star citizen alternatively how could you make them work in star citizen I started Final Fantasy XIV. I started Final Fantasy XIV three weeks ago. Well, put it this way. I restarted Final Fantasy XIV. You know, I bought it when it first, I bought it when Realm Reborn first came out, but I didn't really enjoy it. So I just went back and, and, and started a new character, and I'm enjoying it a lot more now because they streamlined a bunch of stuff. So that, I, that's what I'm enjoying now. I first features from Final Fantasy XIV that I would in want to see in Star Citizen or could have in Star Citizen, I'm pretty sure Star Citizen is going to have a pretty decent storyline. At least Garden Party 2 is going to have a pretty mm -hmm. decent storyline. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of anything else that I, I would want to put in from Final Fantasy XIV. I can tell you what I'd want from Final Fantasy XIV. Properties. Because like, there's a... Because there's a... There's a live stream that does it like once a month on Fridays. Where they bring people from all over the the, the server in Final Fantasy fourteen, they do a party. Like they have a live DJ playing and everything, and people are dancing. You know, better dance emotes. <laughs> CIG. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's the girl. Yeah, dance emote from Final Fantasy fourteen into Star Citizen. There you go. There we go. Uh, Abdi. Yeah, from I, I guess uh, I I didn't really play a ton of MMOs growing up. I played RPGs and stuff like that. I did RuneScape like everybody did in their like local library <laughs> mm -hmm. um but one game that i did play uh after college was swotor um star wars the old republic and the reason why i was finally okay to play an mmo and that one being the first one was because um it, i enjoy story i don't enjoy uh grinding but I, you can trick me if you if you trick me into like you can trick me into grinding by, you know, giving me a good story, um, and Star Wars: The Old Republic did that really well, um, and it let me own my character and you know give give me that sense of of character with that. Um, so I don't know if that can be brought into Star Citizen the same way. There's so many like cutscenes and stuff like that that I don't think Star Citizen um, would actually be served well by. Um, but giving you as much ownership over your character as you can have, like I think, would be great. Even myself, like early on in my like in 2015 when I backed my bio, I came up with a whole thing about like my dad's an old trader and I'm taking over the business and all that kind of stuff. And having that in the bio always felt kind of vapid, kind of felt like nothing. Shallow. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. So, like, if, if you can incorporate some of those things and, and help you to kind of, like, get that sense of ownership over your character, I think that would be super cool. And I think that would bring in a lot of people who maybe are like me and haven't played a ton of MMOs, but um, you can trick us, you know? Yeah. But to Paul's point, you talk about um, having property or housing. Um, that's what Homestead is. So that's what the Pioneer is going to be about, yeah. right? I think so. But I think there's the difference is, is that like with properties in places like like most traditional MMOs, it's either yours personally and nobody else can get it, um, but you don't have to like build it. It's like it's in a city. It would be like owning a building in Lorville or or owning um, like a location in, in Orison. 
you know, so mm-hmm. people can just go in there and hang out. Uh, oh, okay. Whereas, like, where, like, homesteading is more like build your area way off in the middle of nowhere, and now people have to go find okay. you to kind of hang out, you know. Um, let me see. Uh, I've been playing a lot of, M- of, of New World. I, I haven't really played an MMO since before, like, since WoW, really. I played a couple. I played Guild Wars a little bit. Didn't really catch on to it. I played um, a, a lot of M- MMOs for, like, a day or two and then, like, eh, didn't really catch. But New World is the first one that I really, really enjoyed. And I will say the thing that make me, made it enjoyable was that there was no... You never felt like you were not progressing even the crafting and all of the elements all of the things that were not as uh like i'm going out and killing monsters you still felt like you're progressing you know you know you, you would you would fill up your inventory when you're out questing and you're like well i gotta do something with this and so you go back to your town town and it's just take all those mats and turn them into other mats and then you know build the things with it and like you spend about two hours just doing that and you realize oh i've leveled up you know, because I've just been doing yeah. that. So it felt like it was actually oh. a progression. Paul, I have a question for you. Go out yes. and kill three vandals, and if you do that, your reward will be a key to this house that you that you can run. I mean, <laughs> if it was an interesting story, too, like as, as Abdi said, like, if you had a story behind it, it would make sense, you know? And, yeah, and, like if... Yeah. Good. Well, I was just like, yeah, like if, if there was a, a narrative mission or something where, like, you know, you you take down this line of Vanduul or something like that, and at the end there's like yeah something to raid where there's like a uh, like a key to some kind of homestead or something like that, and you cleared out the homestead, so it's basically yours, but you have to defend oh, it. Oh, yeah, that works. You know, like something yeah. like that, where it's where there's a story reason behind it, um, like that kind of stuff to me is is super interesting. Um, like it's hidden behind like not a fetch quest but something similar to that but when you put the lore and you put the the i don't know carrot at the end of the stick then it's yeah it's something interesting to me yeah and i think we'll see something like that with the mission givers i think the mission givers the 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 you know the people you walk up to like rudo or um tisia or um Miles, the, those those people you go up to them and they get to give you missions. I think we'll start seeing those stories um, kind of evolve and create more meaningful interactions. But yeah, uh, other than that, the same old joke. I want more emotes. Give me more emotes. <laughs> give me better fashion. More fashion. Fashion is always the end fashion, game of every man. MMO. Fashion. Yep. Oh, Final Fantasy fourteen had great fashion. Oh yeah. And it, this is not an MMO. I keep going back to it, but Destiny Two, like there was like, yeah. uh, like uh, Destiny, Destiny's an MMO. Destiny yeah, MMO. would you consider Destiny Two an MMO? Well, what do you consider, consider it? it? I don't know. I, yeah. I for me, I just consider it a it, game where I shoot things. But like, it's not. It, it's not. It's more than co-op, and it's not a single-player game. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's raids and all sorts of things. So like, that's that's a big game to me. But like, fashion in that game. Like there's a whole you know Destiny account for for sharing your your fashion loadouts and stuff like that, and I was big into that. And when I came into Star Citizen, that was like the first thing I did. I I made as close to an ODST trooper from Halo that I could in Star oh. Citizen, and uh, like that's that's my that's my loadout now. Even though it's heavy armor, it makes me heavy and a brick. But <laughs> yeah, 
that stuff is cool, man. I love fashion in games. Yeah, fashion citizen is going to be the end game for Star Citizen. Oh, Finding yeah. unique, <laughs> unique outfits and armor and just looking fabulous is is, is the key. And I think, yeah, I think that's all you think that that's what Star Citizen is lacking. Honestly, is good fashion. It's starting to get there, but it needs yeah. to be improved. You know, and kind of giving you rewards for that. Like, so yeah. right now, if you do Xeno Threat, which Xeno Threat is not available right now, but in the PTU it was, like the reward for doing Xeno Threat was actually giving you, um like a loadout, like giving you a, a, a helmet for one part, of, like if you did so much reputation for, for Xenothreat um, and working for the CDF. And yeah. then, you know, next level up from that was the torso piece and next level up for that was the arms or something like that. Yeah. Um, like doing that kind of stuff, that's going to get people into this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also like, and this is going to sound crazy, but... CIG has talked about this in the past, and I'd like to see this, which is people reacting to the way that you're wearing what you're wearing. So if you walk oh, into yeah, the city, did that in a couple of um, ISC ago. Yeah. So if like you walk into Loreville with full heavy armor on, people will be like, "Where's the battle?" You know, like who the fuck's this guy <laughs> rocking? Because it'd be like walking downtown, you know, uh, Pittsburgh wearing nothing but SWAT SWAT armor. You'd be like, "What the." fuck is going on <laughs> it's something weird you know isn't that every isn't, isn't that every weekend in texas uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> but even you walk down downtown dallas and tactical gear people can be like where are you going to buddy where are you going cowboy yeah, wait, and, and, and and can i join you <laughs> yes they, what but, they need to do is they need to put more cons inside the game yes. so that it's like you know people doing uh people doing uh uh what is it like the the dress up stuff for, yeah. for con what is that called oh, uh, cosplay cosplay doing cosplay for con oh. so everybody walking around in their heavy armor for cosplay basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but i mean like having a reason to put on clothes you know other yeah. than like something something that forces you to put on something that's not just the armor that you're going to walk around yeah. with all the time like your bar last night like yeah. all of you were wearing like regular clothes or top hats stuff like that yeah. you know but not your full set of armor because like you got to take your helmet off, number one. Yeah. And number two, like, you don't want, like, who's drinking in a full, like, heavy-ass armor, you know? Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV actually has, uh, it's a place called, it's called Ghost Saucer in Final Fantasy XIV. And they actually have an NPC that, ha that, that can judge what you're wearing. And they give you <laughs> currency, depending on, on, how, on how well you do. I can totally see something like that happening in Star Citizen. Just having yeah. there, especially like a new Babbage or someplace happening like at Fashionista. Yeah. <laughs> Those pants the are Pokemon so Pokemon nice Raider. Season, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that, that kind of stuff adds to the game for sure. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question. Maverick23434 asks. Have you seen John Cruz's face when the, anyone mentions the Endeavor? No, what but I'm assuming it's dread. It's pure yeah. dread <laughs> and horror because that ship is beyond ridiculous. It's oh, one of those Lord. ships that you're sitting there going, oh, gee, Jesus. It, so for, for reference, adding all of the additions that you can add to the Endeavor makes it like almost the size of a bangle in terms of its length and capacity. Plus it's also a modular ship the front of the ship can be removed and become its own ship with its own quantum and jump drive plus it has 
uh, you could have entire like wings of hospitals. Plus it has to have a hangar. Plus it has to have scientific equipment. Plus it's also supposed to be used to grow crops. That ship I mean, is the uh, entire game you in like microcosm. You know, basically you have like 14 or 20 different modules that you can put on it. Yes, it's it's the game in microcosm, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna name mine the 30k for sure. <laughs> it's the 30k. The server gonna be like, crash. Why is the game slowing down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine every time you spawn an endeavor, what 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 that would do to a server? <laughs> yeah. So I so I imagine Gosh. that John Cruz's face is pure terror and or just confusion. Like how how am I going to get this done? <laughs> Which is why I've Fun, I've been very very upfront by saying I don't think that game's that that ship's coming out until the game is already released. <laughs> Could that. be years. I yeah, that. I can see that being a good incentive of getting people into the game at that point too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the closest thing we're going to get to a colony ship because it's literally can do everything. So. Yeah, I don't see it on the on the progress tracker. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't expect no. to. Do we even have ships like the Javelin or anything like that on the pro progress tracker? No. I just I don't I don't see oh, that no, kind of is. stuff happening. I think it it's is, on there, but it's on, yeah, it it's is. on there Javelin Destroyer. Too. I see it. What? Yeah. <laughs> when is that for? Three eighteen or something? It's on for the progress it, tracker, it, not the not the release. Yeah, that, it, oh, it doesn't even have a progress on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll drop the link in in Twitch so you can check it out. Yeah, yeah. Crazy though. That's man. This game surprises <laughs> yeah. me every day. Uh, oh yeah, the pioneer will definitely come out before the endeavor. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Mootzarella, who asks, "How many patches do you think it will take for them to figure out ship balance?" In infinity. That always be ship balance. I'll, I'll ask MMO. you are a Destiny Two player. That game has been every, out for years. How every do I mean, they, do they have you play balance Destiny? Down? If you play, sorry, I'm like touching my mic. I'm getting intense <laughs> about this. Apparently, uh, <laughs> if you play Destiny two, if you play Battlefield, you know every time they release a new weapon, things are going to be all out of whack, and it's going to take a, a a hot fix or a patch to solve it. Like every time something new comes out, expect that like things are just going to get, need to get retweaked because. It's hard to know how the community will react to things until it's out to the community. You can plan, you can do internal QA testing, uh, but you just you can't get the the sheer like volume of feedback that you can get from seeing it being released to live, and it's always going to to take some type of a reaction. Uh, and and as chat saying, please can we please have a compare Star Citizen Battlefield. It's an apt uh, comparison, but the problem with the difference between Star Citizen and Battlefield is that Battlefield's about shooting each other in an arena. Star Citizen is about that plus mining. It's it's like if you added Battlefield, Truck Simulator, um, you know, uh, Universe Simulator, <laughs> like uh, War Thunder, like add these all these things together, you know, uh, uh, and. Uh, mechanic simulator you add all these things together and then say balance it <laughs> it's it's a nightmare i don't i don't think it will ever really be fully balanced so right so it's like I, I think it's just one of those things where like you can't expect it to be set when it's when it's in game yeah well, I'm, like, I'm gonna like, push... go ahead no 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 i'm done i'm done i'm oh, sorry i'm gonna say i'm gonna push back a little bit on that 15 years from now then it'll be, it'll be balanced 
or like or, or, or when it's in the sunset period that's when it'll be balanced yeah when it's, it's then, when it's no. about to, the, the servers are closing down that's when it's going to be balanced yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, because if you think back to some games, there are games where that you've played that you remember because the the thing was never balanced, and that's why you loved it. Like we love the Halo pistol because the Halo yeah. pistol is so crazy good. It's a sniper. It's fast. It shouldn't be a pistol, but it's a pistol. Like we all love it because it's super unbalanced. But like mm-hmm. you know, like it never it never got to a point where it was nerfed or or anything like that. Maybe it has in in some of the subsequent games, but like. You know, and and I'm saying this because people people get mad when you compare things to other things, but you can still draw lessons from one game to the other Mm because it's all development, it's all game dev. You know, yeah, Yeah. it's important to use it because you need to have a baseline understanding of what's going on. So, you know, like I often use MechWarrior as a good example of balance for Star Citizen because they have similar problems where they have such wide variety of vehicles that they have to find some way of balancing them so that somebody who's playing in the smallest vehicle doesn't feel like they're just going to get steamrolled by the guy in the biggest vehicle that has all the guns. You need to have some sort of balancing in there. And, um, you know, even that's not a perfect analogy. So, um, All right, next question comes from Jankro, who asks, is Area 18 dead? When was the last time you were actually there? I go there frequently to purchase things one of the few places where you can get a lot of ship components weapons personal armor you just there's some things you just can't get outside of area 18 and it's actually one of the best places for those things because it has so much so many it has two ship weapon stores you know i want to say and, the last time i was there was when it, it moved from the social module to, to to the persistent universe it's been a while <laughs> i like panther modern uh panther modern saying i'm there right now <laughs> yeah well, I mean, some people haven't been to Loreville since 3-3, whenever it was mm. added, you know? Some people just don't go to the landing zones. I think the issue yeah. is more just landing zones are not very valuable places to go to in Star Citizen. That's it's all, yeah, I think it's all personal preference and what you're looking for. I think, uh, was it the Space Coder yeah. that put out a, a, a little uh, widget or, like, website recently where you could, like, put in your your loadout and it would pop out the location of all those different loadout pieces so that you could go to those places and buy those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Space Coder or not, but someone he just did. released something like that yeah. recently. It was him? No Space Coder, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I like getting attritions. That means I'm going to Loreville, you know, like yeah. I'm probably. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, you know, I, I still have no idea where the heck to get the Gallant rifle other than by killing some underground, you know, vagrant or... A pirate or something like that. There's some you stations know? you can get it. I think you can also get it at Area 18. But um, okay, so like you know, Area 18 might be someplace that I go for that. But every now and then I do like a mission that requires me talking to Twitch. Is that her name? Yep. Uh, so like usually that is when I when I go there when I'm just trying missions out and stuff like that. But uh, it's it's that planet tests my uh, GPU more than uh, more than New Babbage does. I feel like sometimes. Um, oh yeah. So uh, so I try not to go there as much. I wish there were more gameplay reasons to go there, but um, as someone who doesn't normally do piracy, it's just not, I guess. Because I don't have to talk to... Like, Twitch is a is kind of like if you're going, like, dark Unlawful. side pirate yeah. stuff, right? Unlawful, yeah. Unlawful, right. A lot of violent right. stuff. A lot of violent yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. So I don't normally talk to her. I talk to like Miles Eckhart. So I'm I'm in Loreville, you know, a lot every now yeah. and then. So and and that's what's you know depending on your gameplay in the future will detent determine where you go. You know, if you're that kind of guy who likes ultra violence, you'll probably end up in Pyro. If you're kind of a gal who who enjoys trading, Nyx may be the place to go to, or you know, Area 18 might be a place you end up a lot because they they buy and sell a lot of stuff. So, you know. Right. Um. All right, next question comes from Ionic Gecko, who asks, to expand on my last question, when we have Stanton, Pyro, and Nyx all in game, what will it mean to travel between Stanton and Nyx? For those of you who don't know, Stanton is connected to Pyro, and Pyro is connected to Nyx. So, but Nyx is not connected to Stanton. So you, the only way you're getting through Nyx is through Pyro. I got it. I got the answer. It, it'll mean long travel time because you got to yeah. quantum all, all that way between the, yeah. the, the three systems. Yeah, it's not going to. And remember that Pyro is like twice the size of Stanton. <laughs> so um, I will oh, say that <laughs> it'll hire escorts. If you're, a, if you're a cargo runner, you better have some combat escorts because you're going to run into some players or NPCs on, the, on your way there. So that's legit what I was thinking. I was like, you could run stealth, but even then you're going to need to freaking land somewhere and refuel. And if you're running stealth and you need to refuel and you oh, don't yeah. have the firepower to like defend yourself because that person's just, you know, not actually going to refuel you. They're just going to steal whatever you got or take you down or whatever. Like, it's still good to run with other people. So I, I have a feeling that like coordination, having an org, having a friend, um, It'll take that to get from one place to the other. Pre-plan. Oh, you're going you're yeah. to need a, a refueling loop because people are, going to, are actually going to run out of fuel and not have enough fuel to, to, get, to get to places. So, uh, Does that one station in Pyro, Pyro what is it called? The uh, Ruin Station. Ruin Station. Uh, does that not have any refueling? It does, but it's also right But the thing is you got to reach there first. Yeah, it's uh, right next. Mm -hmm. It's right next to the jump point from Stanton. The problem about uh, that right. is, if you're trying to go from Stanton to another location like Nix, you're gonna have to fly through a system, and that uh, and ruin may not be in the right direction. And we don't know how many stations there are. They've talked about having a few stations that are kind of derelict or run down that you might be able to to stop off at, but those still may not be in optimal positions. You may have to kind of fly around long directions, which means longer travel times if you don't have refueling. So or right. enough enough fuel on board. So I'm really curious to see if people set up their own shops on oh, like, yeah. you know, right next to Nick's jump point or something like that. Yeah, um, I can see that. Or or, um, or, or just before. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then that requires a whole jump town-esque you know like ecosystem of you know people that coordinate together and um, maybe outside of the game you know assisting you in coordinating that maybe it's just people reaching out to each other and defending you know station their own created stations and stuff like that that'll yeah. that'll be super fascinating i don't know if we'll see station building i think it's the natural progression if you're already having if you already have land building right. games and station building is going to be a thing but um, I think, but I still think, yeah, like I, I personally believe two things. Number one, that places like Pyro and Nyx, which don't have a lot of infrastructure, will require infrastructure and the NPCs will not provide it 
players well. So players are going to be the ones building gas stations in the middle of nowhere because they know that people yeah. are going to travel yeah, through that's what I'm referring and to, yeah. they're going to have to stop. Now, I also think that players will never build something like people who build their little like gas station in the middle of nowhere, unless they've got a large group of people protecting them, they're not going to survive very long. And people who want to live out in the middle of nowhere, if they build their little ranch in the middle of nowhere, some player is going to find out where they are and just raid them. So they're going to want to yep. build these places near other settlements, which means they're going to have players grouping together naturally for protection, which will then mean that we'll have cities and towns being built of random people who just like, I want to be near this gas station because A, I need gas, B, I can sell to people going through, and uh, C, I get protection So yep. from, from, ra from random passerbys. Uh, so I think just based off of what CIG is building, you're going to have natural settlements being built just for the because of the gameplay uh, pressures. So that's just my my theory, though. Yeah, I've been when you say it like that, I'm imagining something like um, from Firefly, how to had to um, outlander um, state settlement and places. Yeah. yeah, like the, the those rural places that are just like you know looks like the old west. They barely have anything there, kind of thing. Yeah. Like the ship is the is the uh, is the building basically. Yeah. Like it's like you you open the hatch and that's that's the front door and you know you got you got people putting up tarps. Or, <laughs> or, or, or it could be a, a series a, a series of ships connected to each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That man. That's uh, that's exciting though. I I feel like that could lead to some really interesting situations. Um, all right. Next question comes from Aparki, who asks, "How many planet systems do you think there uh, there are in some state of completion already?" So, how many planet systems, planetary systems, do you think? Right now, three to five. I don't know. Completed. Completed. No, no. Some state of completion. Some state, some of, state of completion. Yeah, they've talked to us about the three. Mm -hmm. How many more do they have in their pocket? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know, because I, I feel like... Like, it's a, it's a, it's 700 people, right? Uh, Cloud Imperium or Robert Space Industries. 700 people or something like that. Um, You probably have some people doing R&D, <laughs> but is R&D completion? Probably not. And you probably have a lot of people who are like all hands on deck just to get things to where they are, you know. Um, I don't like, know. It'll it, be easier to, for, for me to for me to answer what what systems I think are not near completion. I, I'll say soul and terror. Those yeah. are not near, near completion. Yeah. Um, I would say because based off of my knowledge, I would say at least four. Are near are, are in some state of completion, and and at most six, six to seven. Um, that's but that's the question, you know. And and the thing is, is that I don't think really other than four. I think four is for sure in some state of completion because there's not yeah. people think that there's this mysterious, vague, like the CIG just doesn't tell us the information about everything. And the answer is now they pretty much tell us everything they're doing. It's just sometimes yeah. you're not people either aren't listening or they're just not being loud about it. They, if you read the, the monthly reports, if you watch the ISCs, if you look at the roadmap, what you see is what you get. So we know there's like one other system that they're working on right now. That's not Odin. That's not Nix, And that's not pyro. And that's it. 
some unannounced. So that means that there are Stanton, which is done, Odin, Nix, and Pyro. Odin, because it's in Squadron 42, Nix and Pyro, which are both being worked on, we know, for Star Citizen. And there's one unannounced one. So that's five. Five total systems. As I hit the mic. Five total systems um, that are being worked on right now in some state of completion. Uh, whereas the yeah. fifth one is just getting like concept art, you know, it's right. getting, it's getting a work over, but it doesn't mean like it's in engine yet. So, yeah. And like the R and D stuff, like that's super early stages is just not worth it talking about because yeah. that stuff can get like swept under the rug so easily. So I don't know. I, I don't think I would consider that a state of completion. So yeah, that sounds really reasonable to me. Yeah. Next question is from Griffin Gaming RPG, who asks, which ready-to-fly ship could CIG present during present or sell during Virtual Citizen Con that would blow you away? Ready to fly. Oh, ship. my camera stuck. Oh, let me get you real quick. Refresh. You're good now. Hey. So which ready-to-fly ship that uh, could CIG present during CitizenCon for a sale that would blow you away? Blow me away? The Redeemer. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, uh, should be out before that, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's for 315, so... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I, 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 would say the, the, I would say the refining ship. The refining oh, ship being available yep. to fly right away would blow me away because there's been no real indications that they're working on refining ship. There's some indications, but like as a ready to fly right away at CitizenCon, that would be like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But Ooh, I got one. Okay. How about either the Javelin or an Idris? Okay. Ready to fly. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting to to see that that would be able to get in the game. Um, Some sort of big capital ship or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh! I'm sorry. I'll change my answer. The Kraken Privateer. That there would blow me away. That would blow me away. Um, I would think like if they were able to somehow get um, the Orion in, or like you know something like that completes the uh, the a full ship loop, I guess. Like so, you got the hand mining tool, you got the gray cat rock, you got the DS, you got the prospector, and then you get, I guess, the next step, step oh, then you have the mole, and then you have the Orion. If you have, like, a full set of ships that completes one full gameplay loop, that would blow me away. I don't think it's coming. Yeah, I don't think it's coming. I don't think any like, of us I, I, actually think that these things are coming. <laughs> for right. Thank you. Thank you. But it, but, it would blow, but it would blow me away. Yeah, that would blow me away to see one full, like, ship gameplay loop completed. That would be spectacular. Yeah. Chat's, chat's saying, like, would it be smart to release a ship like the Privateer, the Idris, with the current service stability status? No, of course not. That's why no, we don't think no, it's going to happen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would blow me away. Yeah. Point being, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Last question that we have for, for today. Farrick Veer asks, do you believe CIG has big plans for stealth FPS gameplay with the planned crossbow weapon? Are infiltrators or spies going to be a job choice for the future of the game? 
I think I'd be more willing to say yes if we had stealth armor. Do we okay. have stealth armor? I don't think we do. We actually don't have much armor other than light, medium, and heavy. Now, right. I know that they're they're still building out ideas for roles for ships. They're basically ter- or for armor. They're basically turning sh- uh, FPS armor into ships is what they t- talked about for for like with components and all that sort of thing as well. So with like backpacks being components and such. So I would have to see for um, what they're doing with the the new paper doll, the new inventory system to see if that changes some of those things. But yeah, so I think I mean because they got FPS radar coming, mm-hmm. so like that that is encouraging. But if if they don't have like you know stealth armor or things that you can do to make yourself less you know less loud i guess mm-hmm. um in terms of your signal your your heat signature stuff like that um then i i don't see how they would be able to implement that now i guess yeah i mean yeah. i'm 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 looking forward to more of the, the titan armor that the uh, 2015 that that's what that was announced yeah. so i'm looking forward to more than that but uh i can actually a lot of people who, who would be interested in those armor but i haven't i don't think i've heard anything about that i haven't heard anything about it they did have that one video on microtech where the person was going through mm-hmm. and like stealing stuff like but they didn't have anything on them that made them less loud it was just not being within visual sight and yeah, that's more of like an npc like a- you know, visual cone thing than a, like, I have a shaft grenade, like Metal Gear Solid, or, you know, I have a, I have special boots on that are silent. I don't know, whatever. Uh, I think, I think we'll see something like that at some point, just because heist gameplay and infiltration is fun. Yeah. And based off of that video you're talking about there, uh, uh, Abdi, I agree. Like, that's something that people would want to do. Like, I would like to be able to. Um, infiltrate a facility and do something. I'd like to have the option to either infiltrate a facility and take something out or just walk in there with guns blazing and then, you know, they each have their own their own um, strengths and weaknesses. And that's... Paul, Paul, just nuke him from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, go loud, baby. <laughs> I... I I, I wanted that that uh, that information. Well, now no one has that information. So that's 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 like good as good as as good as you having information. Nobody has it. Uh, Flip the table solution. <laughs> um, I, this is not a spoiler for Squadron Forty Two, but it is a way of looking into how they develop things to help you understand this answer a little bit better. Um, one of the big ways that Squadron Forty Two is being developed is that every mission, or as many missions as they possibly can are not being built with a linear mindset, but having like four or five different routes that you could do to complete the mission. So your own choices will start to factor into how difficult or easy um, your, your, your content will be. So uh, a good example is that station that they showed off a while ago, that big station. That's the reason why it's so big is because there's like probably four or five or six different ways you could complete a mission on that station. So it needs to be big with lots of different options for you to run through it. And that's how Star Citizen is going to be developed as well. A lot of these missions or a lot of these these gameplay will have multiple ways that you can approach it. You can go stealthy, you can go loud, you can go somewhere in between, you can try to negotiate with people. They want to try to have that, that player option mattering, that you have a choice and not every player is going to choose the same route. So, Can you imagine going to the whole of Squadron 42 and, uh, to, to get, a, get an achievement and not kill anyone? 
Yeah, a pacifist run in Squadron 42 would be interesting. Yeah, it would be um, really cool. And it'd be cool to see how that changes, like, NPC reactions to you. Like, Mark Hamill yelling at you, like, why don't you take down that fighter okay, or something okay. like that? Let, you know, like... let, 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 let me clarify. Um, FPS, never kill anyone no. in the FPS. The face, obviously, you, you, you don't kill people. But yeah, FPS-wise, that's what I'm Oh, you're talking about, I was in, like, having, like, tasers or something like that. Yeah. The like taser attacks for the yeah. multi-tool. Or the, you know, no, walk up behind him, knock him out. Yeah. That um, would be cool. Yeah, I'd like to see those sorts of things. Uh, but I'm a big fan of, like, giving players, especially in a game like Star Citizen, which is a, you know, sandbox, giving players tools and just saying, have fun. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, is a little bit better. Surprise so, us. <laughs> so I, I do believe that CIG will have big plans for, like, stealth gameplay. It's just not going to be a cookie cutter mechanic. It's going to be here are your tools for stealth. Enjoy yourself. You know, I think that's what it'll work. All right. I think that's it for the questions and answer session for this. It's uh, it's, it's a little slower, a little, a little lower, but we're cool. Actually, there is a couple more questions. I'm going to ask real quickly answer because there's some people who start, start to ask some stuff in question, which I think is good. Uh, Jakal asks some weapons in particular, the rocket launcher and railgun, only being sold at grim hex. Will some weapons be considered illegal? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can imagine one. Well, it's important to remember <laughs> that the rocket launcher and the railgun are both made by apocalypse arms. And mm. to go a little bit into my lore, um, apocalypse arms, is designed, is based most of its weapon designs off of weapons which were literally designed to be war crimes. They yeah, were designed yeah. to shoot civilians um, at the end of the so, Mezer era. So, yeah, they're yeah. pretty illegal. <laughs> um, it reminds me of, like, that Star Trek stuff where, like, those guns that would just literally, like, melt your body or something like that in some really yeah. painful way. Yeah. Where it would, oh, like, very slowly yeah, like i feel like that kind of stuff could make its way into the game somehow where it's like it kills you but it doesn't kill you super fast and that's why it's a war crime yeah uh and yeah i, I um, think that it'll depend on where you are which who allows what weapons to to be sold so and there's another question going on in chat about a webcam the a cheap uh a, a starter webcam and we were, uh, most of us said the logitech c9 series so weird thing. I know we're at the end of the show, but I uh, I always say this when I, when I'm in uh, when I'm in someone else's chat uh, and they're talking about Toby eye tracker or tracker IR or whatever. Um, if you ain't got money, it's cool. Just get a C922. Like that's what I use for my for my FOIP. Um, mm. And I set it to 60 frames per second. I have a light on. And I have instant, you know, head tracking that works really well. So if you don't want to spend two hundred dollars on Toby, get a C922 for like sixty, eighty bucks or whatever, and uh, and you'll have head tracking. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's him back back in stock now? Because there was a time yeah. during the pandemic couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's no problem now. You can uh, go to Best I, Buy and get one same day. I got this um, as for it's it's a production Rio? expense. Uh, a, a Brio is the um, the 4K Brio, um, 4K 60, 
the reason why I got the Brio was because uh, I'm going to be using it for a Galactic Historian series because I want to be able to do FOIP a little bit better for stuff. So, um, and I will say that this stuff makes fun content, man. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So this this oh, is how how are you still on camera, but you're showing it to camera? How did what magic is I this? Have, I have two cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, cause you kind of have to, if you're, if you're a content creator and you're, you want to do Forge stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the answer is if you're looking for like the C series for Logitech is fine. You don't need to get the Brio, uh, that I have, uh, because it, it, it's only like the reason why I have it is because it works for FOIP a little bit better, but for content creation or any kind of like just having a C920 or C922 or C928, yeah. I guess it's another one they're having or C920X or whatever. Those, those ones are fine. Those ones will work and exactly what you need to. Can you for imagine that, that went to uh film school? I have an old school DSLR that I had when I was in school. Uh, it's a, a Panasonic Lumix GH2. Um, mm. You can always refactor those. That's literally what you're watching right now. That's my mm -hmm. my Panasonic Lumis GH2. Um, you can always turn a DSLR into a webcam, and it it looks good. You get depth of field if you got the right lens. Um, so yeah, that's my plan is to is to get rid of because I've got a C922, and I'm going to replace the C922 with a with a DSLR at some point, so it's a little bit nice. more crisp. So how much um, how much is the DSLR? Six hundred. I got this in 2010, so I I don't know. This thing is pretty old. The, the, it was the, it was a thousand dollars back then, wow. but yeah. you know, but it, it was but it's a GH two from from ten years ago. If you can find a GH two now, that's still doing what it's you know. If you can find it for much cheaper, yeah, you know. Uh, I think the cheapest ones that I've seen that are recommended are between five hundred and six hundred dollars, and that's not with that. That's without the um, the lenses and the capture yeah. card because you also need a capture card to be able to make to to run them properly. So. And it's it's the lens that gets you the really good image. I got a pancake lens on this thing right now, and that helps. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I'm sure to look through some of these. Is there anything else? Because it's kind of I've done. Um. I didn't say anything that got that would get Paul to spin uh, banned from Twitch today. <laughs> no, <nope, laughs> nothing that. Thank you God. got close in the beginning, but uh, yeah. you cooled down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, oh, I also make this make this announcement as well before we go because people bringing up the FOIP, the faceware um, thing. Um, there are two historical legacy things that people may remember, and that's why whenever CIG does says, "Oh yeah, we're going to make a bespoke peripheral for Star Citizen," I go, "It's not going to happen." Um, if you remember. Logitech, or not Logitech, it was um, SciTech, which is now owned by Logitech, originally was going to make a bespoke um, stick system for Star Citizen, including Star Citizen, you know, uh, labeled... I was looking uh, forward to that. Uh, like, like uh, mice and keyboard and a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... The um, it's because they got bought out by Logitech and they went under that kind of stuff. Uh, and oh, 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. And then face over uh, or face or uh, uh, FOIP 
was using faceware technology and faceware was going to sell a consumer grade camera specifically with star citizen mind for foip um yeah it's not gonna happen wasn't uh, that like earlier this year or last year that they said like yeah we've canceled plans on this or something like that yeah it was, it was sometime this year so just keep in mind that whenever CIG partners with a company like that, unless they are selling that product right away. Right yeah. then, like Intel had the um, the hard, the, the drive for, that came with, it came for the Saber Raven. Yeah, right. that, that stuff. And AMD was selling cards for um, the, the Mustang Omega. Right. Yeah. People love flying that ship around to like show it off. And I think that that's, it's an interesting ship because that's one of the ones that you were talking about, Paul, that's like AMD is now in lore because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, they, they, they call it AMD, but it's not advanced micro. They, they have a different it's, name. It's accelerated mass designs is what it's called. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You gotta love uh, it. All right, y'all. Thank you again. Make sure you're following these wonderful folks on their social medias. Uh, catch us live Saturdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub. Uh, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, add the like if you enjoyed this because that adds to this discoverability. Subscribe if you want to see more of this. And if you really want to know when these come out, if you really are jonesing for the, the, these Captain's Table experiences, hit the little bell icon because then it'll actually notify you when it comes out. Um, and if you're watching this on any podcast app, make sure you leave us a review. Um, you know, comments that also helps with discoverability, kind of pushes things around, um, helps out a lot. And there are also ways that you can monetarily help the podcast format out. If you go to, um, anchor.fm slash the Astro pub, um, it should, there's, there's some options that you can, you can help pay for this as well, as well as, you know, ads. Yeah. I can't wait for my cut from this episode call. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I listened to Soul Sense and Captain. I listen okay. to Soul Citizens and Captain's Table while I mow the lawn. So, like, having it in that podcast app, that's uh, that's huge, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good. And thank you. Really, really cool. So, thank you. Uh, and, of course, join us next Saturday for Captain's Table. But before Captain's Table, we'll be doing um, the uh, Bar Citizen, Virtual Bar virtual Citizen. Citizen. So, come join us for that one as well. Uh, all right, y'all. Like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. <laughs>